0: Hey everybody, Alex Albisu here. I'm the one who does all the exit interviews with contestants, but I'm also the guy who runs the ANTP Patreon, and I wanted to tell you how you can get even more podcasting advice from our coaches and our judges this season. This season, the episodes are getting put together in a new, more organized, and easy to consume way, and you'll get to go along with each of the teams and really feel like you're sitting there with them, joining them on their journey through each week as they plan, get coached, and ultimately succeed or fail in their judging. And you'll get all that in a single episode, making it much easier to keep up with week after week. However, in order to make these episodes more engaging and easier to follow, they have to be condensed and edited way down. But that's where the Patreon comes in. And as a patron, you'll get access to a feed with the full coaching sessions from Tom, as well as the full judging sessions, which are loaded with advice and criticism that you can use to apply to your own podcasting craft. Head to patreon.com slash top podcaster to sign up for the Patreon and help support the show. That's patreon.com slash top podcaster to become a supporter. Thanks and enjoy the show.
1: It's our first challenge of the season and all 12 contestants are having to both create a podcast that helps us get to know them all while they're getting to know each other. How will they do? Find out on this episode of America's Next Top Podcaster. Greetings from America's Next Top Podcaster, a podcast that combines a masterclass in podcasting with a weekly competition. I'm your host, Brian Eben. On today's episode, we're following the teams as they begin their first challenge, creating a podcast that introduces all four members of their team to the judges. The catch is that they have to create it as if it were the hundredth episode of the show so they can't fall back on those easy first episode style introductions. We'll find out how they did later on in the show, but before that, each team got together in their own separate meeting rooms to brainstorm ideas. Let's listen in and see how their week went. Right away, Team One got to work learning about each other to see if they could find anything that would inspire some creativity.
2: Before we get too distracted, which again, already too late for me, (laughs) <laughs> Where is um, everybody from? I'm in um, Columbus, Georgia—not to be confused with Ohio—and it's uh,
3: hundred miles south. I was laughing, Tony, because I am in Columbus, Ohio.
4: So <laughs> Whoa!
3: <laughs> we're gonna have to specify when we talk about hanging out in Columbus.
4: So I am in Seattle. I, I'm yeah. just—I'm in Virginia Beach. So. Uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. It's literally, we literally live on the beach. So that's kind of it. It's fun. (laughs) It's a great place to be stuck during the pandemic. (laughs) So cool. So jealous.
2: Michael, the uh, studying, you're you're studying to be an attorney, correct?
3: Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm in my first year at Ohio State Law School. So
2: you're still, still fresh and young, full of dreams. (laughs) To start, um, no, I only cried once this semester. And... (laughs) Yeah, it was right
3: as I was studying for my finals <laughs> and it just I just finally broke. It was just the tension, like, you know, oh, you like bend, and it, bend a piece of spaghetti and then it just like, you know, it just happened. But it's a weird time to be in law school. Very weird time. But I do have actually an idea I've been developing for a show since before I um, applied. But now that I'm on the show, it feels like I got to kick this into high gear. So, yeah. I do So the show I'm going to be working on is tentatively titled Law School Leftist, which Showing my politics sleeve. Quick here. <laughs> um, that's the plan. I've got some ideas for it. And that's pretty neat, that.
5: Michael. So I know Michael is um, studying law. Um, I kind of had that our intro could be of a theme of a court scene where we, each of us, could be a witness <laughs> introducing ourselves as a background. I, I'm just putting it out there. But yeah, we can always um, brainstorm and then think what yeah. wh- what works. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's a really interesting first idea.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the the, the the challenge to me is the 100th episode of something and, yeah. and and shoehorning it into that 100th episode.
5: We can all turn take turns being um, attorneys and then asking question and um, yeah, I'm just speaking out loud at this point. No, softball,
2: but, I, I love all of it. You have more idea than any of us so far.
5: <laughs> so we have to talk about each of our background right introduce ourselves not in a, a regular way i think you had something mike go yeah well
3: here's the here's the thing about this and i i wanted to point this out because of the previous episodes i listened to they really value this idea of thinking outside the box
5: yes, mm-hmm.
4: yes. Yep.
3: and so when they say introduction I don't think it necessarily is like, my name is Michael Tiger Fay, I'm from Columbus. Yeah. yeah it doesn't have think, to be like
4: a real story.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think it's much more interesting if we talk about something very specific and personal in our lives and it's like, whether that's like a crazy experience we've all shared or like exes or just something different and personal.
4: Yeah. I, I kind of have one. I have another idea in mind that's yeah. completely like off topic, um, but might be fun. Um, So what if we did like some kind of like relationship podcast show? And it's kind of like we all kind of meet each other. We all met because we all like went through like a breakup of some sorts. And <laughs> we're, trying to, we're just trying to navigate like dating and, um, you know, like just trying to find ourselves like now that we're single again. And then 100 episodes later, we're talking about we share like how much we've learned, you know, how much knowledge we gain. Maybe some of us are in a new relationship now. Yeah, on that,
5: I don't have I never dated. I don't know if you guys know that I'm from... India um, moved here 15 years ago, so I don't have ex. I never dated anybody. The first person I actually met and then married is my husband. So well,
4: that's. I mean, you could, you could be the one where like like you could be the, the person that represents like a married couple, you know, mm-hmm.
3: the, one of the things on the show is like, why should they care? The court scene one seems to be the most fruitful for entertainment. Yeah. A lot of interesting back and forth, like improv reactions. The relationship show is maybe less entertaining, but more about like connection and relationships and empathy and sort of just like having a feel good experience.
4: Yeah, like bonding. But you want something entertaining, is what you're saying. Well, no.
3: I'm so, just kind of saying that's that seems to be the difference. I'm not saying one's necessarily yeah. better than the other.
4: Um,
5: uh, if we know the answer to the why, and is this entertaining enough as an audience ourselves listening to this episode? Yeah,
4: so, <laughs> all right. So that's a new Let's learning. Sleep on it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I like
4: like, it. like you said, we'll sleep on it.
1: <laughs> After a break and a day of work, narrowing down their idea, the team met with Antp Podcasting Coach Tom Merritt to hopefully hone the rough edges of their concept.
6: Hey, everybody. Congratulations on being a part of this crazy world. What can I do to help? So we
3: wanted to think a little bit outside the box um, as far as like how to introduce ourselves rather than just, you know, the four of us talking about ourselves. So we built a concept where we're basically in a courtroom. And Mm -hmm. this is going to be a crime podcast where I'm the host, I'm a journalist. And it's the special 100th episode of the show. We have special jury tape talking to jurors about Uh, their lives and how it relates to the case. The case will be something about COVID possibly. That way it'll give people the opportunity to talk about their backgrounds and how they've been experiencing COVID and how they related that to the case.
6: And then how do you get, if you're not one of the jurors, how do you get your background in there?
3: Right. So I would imagine I would do that at the top, basically just by saying, hey, remember back to episode 74, that crazy COVID case that we did? And Here's my own experience with COVID and how it relates to the case, but let's hear more from them. Let's jump into the tape here.
6: Um, it's 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 great to think outside of the box. Um, it's a little clunky to have one person not be the juror, then. What I what I would be careful of is there might be a temptation uh to try to be funny with this.
5: Do you suggest not leaning too much into humorous side versus
6: I don't want to say don't do it. But it's risky. Humor is the hardest thing. Uh, you, you may have heard me say that before. If you can be sure that all the judges will laugh, go for it. Uh, but but you will you will distract them if you do stuff where they're like, man, eh, that just really didn't land for me. And, unless you're having to do a humorous thing. If you're committed to a humorous thing, it's a whole different thing. But this doesn't have to be humorous. I think w- one way we were trying to maybe work
3: in a little bit of a lighter tone, not maybe necessarily not humorous, but... Mm-hmm. Um, what the content of the case would be. So we were thinking the case could be something like a, a roommate spat where one didn't believe in COVID. So they cough into the face of their roommate to prove a point and then they both get COVID. So now the roommate is suing the other
6: roommate. You were, you were saying that was a lighter. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, <laughs> that sounds horrible in a way that my point here is like, somebody's going to hear that and go, yeah, that sounds serious. Why, why would that be funny? Mm. Uh, so, you know, because you are talking about COVID, I, I I think you do want to have the case somewhat related to that. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, I was yeah, gonna, yeah. Good forward, luck, you guys. It's, a good, it's a good concept. I'm looking forward to hearing it.
1: After talking to Tom, the team got to work on producing their show. Meanwhile, I got some time to talk to Jen Amos about how things were going. Welcome from Connect4, Jen Amos. Hello, Jen. Hey,
4: Brian. Happy to be here.
1: Good to have you here.
4: I've been, I'm ecstatic. I'm honored and just happy and excited to be a part of this. It's been a great journey so far in the three short days I've been on board.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Three short, have they felt short? Have they felt long and stressful?
4: (laughs) It's been okay to be honest, Brian. Uh, Early on, like after you all assigned us our teams, Mm -hmm. we immediately jumped on a call together, like all four of us. And we just talked it out. We got to know each other a little bit. And, you know, part of the reason why we called ourselves Connect Four is because, you know, we all just had the shared desire to connect and collaborate, hence Connect Four.
1: Perfect. That's (laughs) great. You know, heaven forbid one of you guys goes home Monday. Are you going to change the name of the team to Connect Three or...
4: You know what? You know what, Brian? We haven't thought that far. Yeah, and, a, um, and that's yeah. a good
1: way. That's the right answer. It's like, oh, that's not yeah. going to happen.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, for us, we, we talked about this at day one for all of us. And this this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to learn from incredible people and connect with good people. So let's just
1: have fun. So how is, how is the team dynamic? You guys have um, a wide variety of people who've been doing this for longer, people who've, who are kind of brand new to this. Well, from my personal or
4: from my perspective, it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony has stepped up to help with the majority of our editing. Michael is more of our note taker. Okay, good. <laughs> He's the one that's been uh, outlining things like even uh, on the first even at the first day, when you assigned all of us uh, our teams, uh, he had already had a Google document to share with us. <laughs> and then Chetna, uh, Chetna actually came up with the original concept of what we're going to be, what our project's going to be about. I guess for me, I, I I'd like to think that I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, I I'm adding upon the ideas that everyone else has and you know, just kind of seeing where I fit in all of it.
1: Very good. Well, Jen, thank you so much for talking to me. And uh, I'm really excited to hear what you guys turn in tomorrow and, and talk to you again on Monday.
4: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. The team checked in one last time before finalizing their work on the first week's challenge.
4: Uh, But I really think at this point we should just commit to the bit (laughs) and, you know, really run with the story. Like, I don't want to overthink it at this point, right? Like, I think we have a good thing going on
2: and we need Mm -hmm. a title for the show. Um, (laughs) I keep thinking um, we got to play on the jury. It's going to happen. It has to be a J.R.Y. jury
5: Um, or inside the room of jury or something like that. um, So
2: what is that called, Michael? What is that called the jurors box? the jury?
7: Ooh. It's Judy actually Does the um,
5: Judy Box. What is
3: it called? That sounds right. I haven't taken a <laughs> criminal procedure yet, so...
5: <laughs> Sorry, we are kind no, of no. testing her. Your-
3: if we're building this as a special 100th episode where, like, talking to the jury is, like, a unique thing, um, then the whole like, show shouldn't be
4: about the jury, I don't true, think. True, true. You know? Yeah, true, true, true.
3: So it can't, um, I think Approach the Bench is a good just, like, general. This is a courtroom show. This is about, mm-hmm. you know... Mm-hmm. Interesting cases. It doesn't have to be that like a, of a novel idea, you know? Okay. So, based on that, I mean, I can do the intro. It'll be like two and a half minutes. Do you, is that okay? Everybody want me to do that?
4: Yes. We want to hear your voice. Okay.
3: <laughs> All right. So, da 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 da, intro music. Da, 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 da. All right. Um. There we go. Welcome back to Approach the Bench, the show for legal nerds and casual court watchers alike, where we examine the people behind some of the craziest court cases in history. This is your host, Michael Tiger-Fay. This is Approach the Bench, episode 100. I can't believe we've already been doing this for so long. I'm honored you've stuck around through all these months. Or I'm thrilled that you're just checking in to see what the show is all about. To pay you back for supporting us, we have a very special, albeit brief, episode for you today. Remember, back to
1: episode 74. Before we get to the judging, let's see how the other teams got along this week. Team two also got together right away, and since they're trying to introduce themselves to the judges, went to work introducing themselves to each other. So where's everyone from? Uh, I'm in Madison, Wisconsin.
8: Uh, I'm in Buffalo, New York.
9: Yay! You're having I'm a good New week. New York City, New York. <laughs> <laughs> it's still New York. It's, it's
8: you know, it's pretty much as far away from me as you can get in New York, but it is still New York.
9: Solidarity.
8: <laughs> Go Bills, etc. Um
10: <laughs> And I'm down in Macon, Georgia.
9: I just moved to New York, so I'm totally not going to diss you for being a, a not-city New Yorker, and you can't diss me for being a city New
10: <laughs> Yorker. Oh, no, I wouldn't.
8: I would never. Some of my best <laughs> friends are, are city New Yorkers. <laughs> hmm. I don't know how old you got. I'm 25. I guess I should say that.
9: I'm 27.
8: Okay, so at least I'm not like completely aged out.
11: I'm 42 this year. I can't do math.
10: Yeah, I just turned (laughs) 40.
8: I'm 43
9: this year. So we've got like two duos. (laughs) Yeah,
10: no, that's perfect. But like I said, I went to school for comic books, so.
9: That's so cool. I didn't know you could do that.
10: Yeah, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design, and they've got a sequential art program.
9: Cool. What does everyone else do? I work
11: in IT for the University of Pittsburgh.
10: Uh, I am a freelance like
8: writer and, and video producer, so... I've been doing it since I got out of college four years ago. So I've also been remote for almost four years. My roommate is my my podcast co-host. He's been my best friend since high school. like that's oh, that's, that's cool. nice. I, I feel very lucky. He he's great is he he works for the NHL. so he
9: we, we may be enemies then. I <laughs> I'm I, I research a uh, brain injury. And the mm. NHL has a lot of that.
8: <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> uh, I, I guess uh, th- he technically uh, works for the arena that the Sabres play in. He's not employed by the NHL.
9: I try to get money from them anyways. I don't really want to be their enemy, so it's okay.
8: Right. <laughs> uh, I'll be their enemy. It's fine. <laughs>
9: <laughs> um, what are you guys all nerdy about? So maybe we can have something in common that way that our podcast would be about.
11: Technology... Uh, my podcast, my main podcast is about Transformers, uh, comic <laughs> nice. books.
10: Yeah. And see, I majored in comic books and. In- like I got my degree in sequential art, so oh, I'm cool. all about comic books and comic book movies. Uh, I am into
8: gaming and movies. My podcast isn't really connected to any any of that, but uh, but definitely like can focus in on that kind of stuff.
9: I, I'm like slightly nerdy about comic books and video games, but much more about science and stuff. Okay, uh, I could we could totally do a comic book video game, like a geek pop culture uh, theme. I'm, I'm
11: okay. yeah, I'm down for that. You guys uh, remember when Marvel and DC crossover and they did the Amalgam Comics?
10: Amalgam. Oh my gosh.
11: We we could say we're we're talking about that where that this like they took DC and Marvel characters and smushed them together. So you had like Dark Claw, which is Batman Wolverine.
9: So we could come up with our own amalgamations of of our two favorite Comic book characters,
10: or not do it comic book, but just maybe do it pop culture so it's not just comic book.
9: Oh, yeah, it could be like Literally anything, same thing. two characters mashed together. That yeah, we have to like structure stuff and plan yeah, it out. So it mean, sounds good. I mean, it's we saw started... fun in games when you listen to season two, but when you have to actually do it, yeah,
8: th- this is like a way easier uh, uh framing device than I thought of, and and I we could do like a mailbag thing like episode 100 we asked our listeners to write questions in for us oh that'd be and then all of the all of the questions could just be
11: framed from listeners exactly
9: but again, like that should be a segment and not the whole show. But that's a good that, sure, be, it, like, yeah, wacky questions that we could have like crazy listeners. Well, it
11: could also just <laughs> yeah. be the hundred episode special.
8: Any anything in there where we can use like we can frame it as like a, like oh we got like this listener yeah. question. Yeah, it's way simpler uh, in every single way, and I can't believe mm-hmm. I just thought of it. Yeah, <laughs> squeeze that in like like if it's like oh like what? And I know this is incredibly basic, but like what superpower would you have? Right, I mm-hmm. can be like well. Uh, someone who lives in buffalo uh you know i want to be able to adapt to cold weather right and like i get my location in there
10: yeah
9: even i think we could do it more one step further and say but you have to put like um like what superpower but with a twist so what's your or, or you could say what's your shitty superpower that you have that's oh, like sure oh, sure
11: uh, yeah i have a real life one So there
9: you
8: go. Yeah, and you can still, you can still, like, get the, like, oh, as, like, include part of your life in it, and then so, like, but if we can squeeze in the personal details into the answers, that's how we'll get both, be both entertaining and also informative on who we are.
9: What are all your shitty superpowers? I don't, I didn't, I couldn't think of one yet.
11: Mine is literally a shitty superpower. It, um... When my kid was in diapers, I could smell the dirty diapers where my wife could not.
10: <laughs> that's perfect.
8: <laughs> from, that's, like, no, that's from across no, that's I, oh. I think that's perfect for the show, though. I that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, because that thing. that is both like funny and it like tells a lot about like you're a parent, you're yeah. you know all that stuff like like you know you you are taking care of your kids, all that yeah. shit. I think that's great.
9: And, and my question is probably a little shallow, but um. I also really, in in comics, I'm really getting into like how they're representing the, the women in the comics because mm-hmm. it's starting mm-hmm. to change from like boobs and that's it <laughs> to yeah, actual right. personalities. So I could definitely talk about that.
1: After a lot of meetings and hashing out potential directions, an idea was starting to emerge. Let's see what Tom had to say about it.
6: Hey, everybody, congrats on uh, joining the crazy world. So what can I help you with?
1: Okay, so our elevator
10: pitch for this is we're doing a weekly show talking about the previous week's comics and other pop culture news, movies, TVs, collectibles, like that. The name of our show is Nerd Pop. And for our 100th episode, we're doing more of a kind of a mailbag question thing than just kind of go to questions and stuff in order to introduce ourselves.
6: Uh, I like that. I like that. If this was... I, when you started describing the show, I was like, "There's so a million of shows like that." And so, so the idea being that the emails will set up you your ability to to answer questions about yourselves. Uh, that that's cool. Are you going to do like straight emails where each email asks, like, uh, "Tell me about Bobby," uh, and then Bobby answers, or, or are you going to try to be clever and weave things in with different?
9: So we structured it in like three different parts. We have mailbag and we scripted the questions, but they're more just general pop culture questions. Like what is our favorite Uh, transformer or things like that? that. And then we have rapid fire questions, which are just our own questions like Marvel or DC, Star Wars or Trek, just to get to know us.
6: What about ways to introduce your qualifications for being here? Uh, Have you thought about, weaving that in somehow because this is your chance to sell the judges a little you don't want to overdo it uh but you kind of like to plant in their minds like oh i didn't realize that that person had done that
11: we do have a part of the questions where like a listener would have asked something directed to one of us specifically maybe we can use that to kind of get that information
6: out like uh, if, if you err on the side of anything, err on the side of getting your personalities out there, but you, know, you might want to look for those opportunities, uh, to, to talk yourselves up. That might be a place where you could rapid fire some questions like what audio editing software do you use? Or, you know, something like that.
9: Yep.
11: Yeah. I just add like PC or Mac and do iPhone or Android. Audacity are, or, or pro
6: tools. Yeah. yeah.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Would it be uh, sort of kitschy if we put little transition sounds between our segments?
6: No. In fact, uh, obviously you can overdo anything, but uh, the sound is good. Uh, you want to add texture. You, you want to do like real quick, you know, real lightweight, not something that stands out on its own, but just, you know, moves you from one thing to another. I think that's a great idea.
9: How do we stand out?
6: That's, uh, that's Same you know, thing. that's always the trick, right? You've <laughs> got you to come up with something that you're like, oh, someone else didn't do that. Think about think about what is the one thing you would tell somebody that's like, you're going to have to listen to my intro episode because and try to have that be in there. That's that's what you're aiming for is that that thing that's easy to encapsulate that would get anyone, you know, excited to listen to this.
1: While team two took Tom's advice and went to work on using it to make the best podcast they could, Jeremy took some time away to talk with me about how things were going hello jeremy from the blue fan group uh would you guys come up with your team names we were basically just
11: throwing out things we we tried to do like just put some random words together and then i think it was nikki that was just like well what's your favorite color and like three of us were all saying blue and i think it was she that put it together and just like how about blue fan group like blue man group and
1: uh, let's talk about about uh, the team now again from the uh, the transmission podcast transmissions mm-hmm. podcast yeah um, you're already working with the team there but how are things going with this team
11: I think they're going pretty well we um, it we're I think we're all kind of a little shy to to take on too much sure. Like we all. Are, are willing to do the work, but we don't want to overshadow anyone else. <laughs> so we're, we're still kind of feeling each other out that way. But um, I think we, we found a good structure where we're all contributing to the show we're doing and, um, you know, the workload and stuff. I think we're all happy
1: with who's doing what. Uh, has anyone risen to the, the role of like sound effects or bed music or anything like that?
11: Uh, yeah, I think, Will is the one that volunteered to do that in the editing. I I'm, I'm not sure about if we're going to have a, a like a sound
1: bed, but he's going to work in some music and stuff. If you guys just show that you're um that you're putting in the work and thinking uh, outside the box, committing to the bit, you know, obviously that yeah, gets that's, thrown around thrown around a lot, then um you know, that's 90% of it. And Yeah, then,
11: and we talked a little bit about that last night where like from previous seasons I've noticed in particular people are encouraged to go a little bit past their comfort zone. Yeah. And that's always seems to be rewarded. We're planning on recording more than the 10 minutes. So then, you know, we can just take the best of what was in the session.
1: That's the best idea. Cause it's, it's a lot easier to take stuff out. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy. I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing your submission and uh, good luck. Have fun tonight. And then finally, the team wrapped up their work with some final work sessions.
9: And how comfortable is everyone with scripting?
1: I'm comfortable
8: uh, with it. Uh, I, I can handle that fine. Either write it, writing or reading from a script, that's all good.
9: Yeah, I'm
11: okay. I, I tend, when I, have, when I write a script, I, I tend to improv a little
10: bit. Yeah, I, I don't have much experience, but I'm good to go for it.
4: Yeah,
9: usually um, what I do to help is like kind of memorize it and then Don't really read it when you're recording and try and improv the parts that you don't remember and then it sounds more natural Mm -hmm. that way
8: like that a round table to have four. I think the only thing that's going to stand in our way, we and it's it's the challenge, right? That we don't know each other as well as as uh, four people who would be hosting their 100th episode of a podcast. So, like, we have to deal with being able to sound like we do. And that that does mean, like, being able to bounce off each other. So I think mm-hmm. it's going to be really important to, like, kind of ping pong back and forth with each other. Yes.
9: But you know again, when team. we answer, we have to make it little... <laughs> personal or something or they're not useful at all you know what i mean
10: right Mm -hmm. oh sure
9: like you have to say the thing and then give a personal reason why because you can't just be like coffee because it wakes me up and because well everyone in the entire planet what were you saying jeremy someone i was just saying like
11: we need to probably have you know one of us be like the the lead host on the show that kind of handles the the intro and like the beginning part of the outro and yeah yeah
8: i agree with that
9: I'm happy to not do that.
10: <laughs>
9: <laughs> we can also have a different head speaker for each segment to switch it up. Yeah.
10: One other thing I was thinking about uh, as I was driving today, I um, was thinking about it. Do we want to keep it centered on comics specifically or kind of pop culture stuff with comics being one of the branches I'm fine with expanding it
8: to pop culture, but that's only because I probably know the least about comics
10: for everyone in here. I can right. I can get through it. Like, I know enough, but... Well, that's what I was thinking, just so that we're a little bit more authentic in what we're talking about. Like, yeah. yeah you know, somebody Sometimes who knows same. more I, about comics. I know, like,
9: three comics well and not the rest, so <laughs> <laughs> pop we can culture right. like help expand just, that a little bit.
10: We can just
11: say like, comics and pop culture... Every comic is someone's first comics, or every so in that vein, like every every movie, every podcast, it's, it's always someone's first. I didn't know if there was some way we could work that in, but
10: or maybe just say everyone's every nerd pop is somebody's first nerd pop.
8: Hello and welcome back to Nerd Pop, where we talk about the week in everything comics and pop culture. I'm Will. I'm Nikki. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Audie. This week, we hit the big one double And to celebrate this momentous occasion, we're breaking the fourth wall and answering all of your hottest questions in a special mailbag only episode. We've got some individual questions for our hosts, plus a special speed round debating some hot takes sent in by our listeners. Audie, why don't you kick us off?
12: Okay, this one actually looks like for you.
1: Now, let's see how Team 3 got along this week. Yeah.
12: So I live in New York City and huh? um, I am—I consider myself a creative storyteller. I'm a designer. I'm an artist. I'm a maker. Um, nice. And I'm a podcaster. Uh, I love creative things. I love making things. I love art. I really don't like it. You're going to hate me. I don't like games. And it's so funny because my husband's really into games. Um, and it's just, I don't. Like them, I feel like I'm trapped in an event. Like
13: when I have to play a game. Like i can't get out, you know. You sound so much yeah. like my wife, and like your husband sounds so much like me. It's amazing,
12: right? Yeah, but I mean, I have I've made things for his board games. Like um, yeah, I love I this remember. maker
13: aspect. Like I get
14: I, I
12: get really excited when I'm making something.
14: Yes, yes. The same um, way. like when I have like an idea that like I'm really excited about, I'm just like, that's what I want to do. You know. I don't want to. Yes. Think about anything else? Yeah. I just that is up,
13: maker it. right there. That's like the passion. That's yeah. It's yeah. that's awesome.
14: That's yeah. awesome. Maybe maybe we're all just makers. Maybe we're all just passionate about being passionate.
13: Why
12: don't we call ourselves the
13: makers?
14: I like that. Yeah, that's what I was. That was came to the top of my head. Simplicity. I like it.
12: What I was thinking is if we, because think about it, if it was like an actual show, right? You had your 100th episode, you would, you know, whatever, do your intro, and then you would just talk about it's the 100th episode. And like whatever you're talking about, there are ways of telling people about yourself by. Your answer, as you answer whatever the question is or whatever the topic is, if you weave things in about yourself, I feel like people will get to know you, and you don't have to. What I was thinking,
13: right? I think we just have to be really cautious to make sure it doesn't sound like we're doing that, though, because the the point of the challenge is it has to sound like we've been podcasting together for 100 episodes, which generally means two years. So by two years in, I mean anybody who I've done shows with for two years, like. I knew their spouses. I knew their, you know, kids. Like we exchanged Christmas but gifts. Gonna, but,
12: they would, but they would talk about it, you know. Like let's say your co-host, they're going to talk about their their kids. They're going to talk about their wife. Da 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 da.
13: Right. So, but you have to talk, talk about, about it in a way them. that you already know that information. Exactly. So right, so you can't say, "Oh, you know, I hey, we decided to move because of this because that would have already happened, so well, yeah,, well, you that, know, yeah, I mean, moved into my like new apartment,
14: but that's it. we need to be careful to pull something from um right. something that happened in our past the current past week exactly past two days of exactly, lives, yes, and
13: use that but with no backstory,
15: I think we need a trope of some kind to support. Uh, whatever we do end up talking about, I think if we just go into it and try to have a conversation, then we're probably going to fall on our faces without trying.
14: And we're trying yeah. to act like we have. We've been together for a hundred episodes. And right. We've Been together for one. Right. So we're not
15: exactly. Being improv professionals. I don't know if we can get away with that for ten minutes. <laughs> Team what? Team Voldemort. Voldemort.
12: Oh like oh, from I, I, Harry Potter? It, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't I'm I'm not a hundred
13: percent opposite actually <laughs> the, <laughs> I was totally speaking
14: of that I was just rewatching through Harry Potter uh, the movie series um, nice. today, literally. No <laughs> so, get out. Um, nice. Movies are so good. No, oh, they are. And I love how they're like, they were willing to go like two or three hours with those movies. So you really get into like all the characters, even in just a single movie. Because usually mm-hmm. my problem with movies is like they're an hour, hour and a half. And then my opinion, that's just not.
13: I, I actually wish they, I wish they were longer. I wish they were like Lord of the Rings director's cut movies. Because that, that would be amazing. It really would.
14: Just want to get it clear. We all are, are Harry Potter fans. We've all No. Seen movies, oh, then we episode. can't
13: do that. No. No. Like, no yeah, then we, we gotta can't do that. Movie. that movie.
14: Sure, yeah.
13: <laughs> no absolutely not
14: oh that would be a funny inside joke if um if you like don't know about harry potter and all your fan mail is people asking you like deep harry potter questions
13: oh my gosh and you actually are answering them like yes but you legitimately have no idea that's wonderful
12: what about if we call the show nerd no nerd like so like i i i don't know about a lot of the nerdy things but some of you do know about the nerdy things. Maybe some of us are, are not nerd and
14: some of us are not into nerd culture. Three wizards and a muggle. We could do that.
13: I was oh going to say it would have to tie into Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Three
15: wizards um, and a muggle. Yes. That would get, I actually I like want
14: to
1: listen to that show. As with Team 2, Tom Merritt had some coaching tips on how Team 3 should handle their concept.
6: Hey, congrats everybody on joining this crazy adventure. Uh, and uh, what can I do to help you? The the name of the show is Three
15: Wizards and a Muggle, and the concept behind it is that it's uh, like a deep dive podcast into the Harry Potter universe. Um, We were thinking of a a format wise doing a hundredth episode mailbag where we take quote unquote listener questions and answer them and kind of use that as a way to show and tell uh, more about
6: ourselves. So it would just be an all Q and a episode then. Oh, yeah, It would be more like, like, it
14: would be like receiving fan mail. So, I mean, yes, some of it will probably be questions, but you know, um, I mean, at least in my experience, when I receive fan mail, I kind of, I kind of get like half of like the fans telling me something, sending some uh, sort of uh-huh. message. And then the other half being like, Oh, tell me something about yourself or tell me, or, I have a question for you ask this. So it's kind of like, um, the questions are going to be the way for us to work in our intro um, uh, or like thing, facts about ourselves, things about ourselves that uh, you know
6: that's I mean, it's a solid concept uh, because it's it's a fine way to introduce yourself. So the way the way you're going to have to to stand out is in the execution of that is, is in uh, creating a series of of emails. That elegantly bring out your introductions without it feeling like, well, this is the Brendan email and this is the Bobby email and this is the Dusty. You know, it's, it's got it's got it gotta rise above that. So you might want to think about creating backstory to your podcast where certain emails always get like a, oh, that's a ding-ding-ding or whatever. Don't, don't go crazy morning zoo with it or anything like that. But you want <laughs> right. you wanna be able to show off. Uh, what you can do with a podcast, not just tell people who you are.
1: As the team was preparing for their podcast recording night, I had a chance to talk to Brendan from Team 3. Welcome, Brendan, from The Makers. How's it going, man? Uh, nice to be here. Um, is, uh, is the team dynamic? Is it, is it going well? Yeah,
14: yeah, it's been great. Everyone's been um, not afraid to share ideas and also not afraid to change ideas to make everybody's ideas mesh together. So it's been it's been great teamwork.
1: That's good. Has somebody kind of fallen into the role of project manager? Is it is it fairly even still this early on?
14: I would say for this first project it was pretty it's pretty even early good. on. Everyone's everyone's been talking and listening equally so far.
1: Good. Now, uh, seeing as your submission comes in tomorrow or, or gets uh, sent to us tomorrow, are you guys doing your recording tonight or sometime uh, tomorrow?
14: No, we're planning on doing it tonight, um, you know, putting it all out there and then editing it down.
1: Are you going to try and do it all in one go and then edit down from that or do segments?
14: probably going to record see how it goes and and you know because we're going for authenticity we want it to sound like are we didn't script it um but of course you know if we have to retake certain bits to get the kind of feel we're going for we'll do that
1: very good now you you've been doing the marble sports uh podcast which uh i think is you know is 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 brilliant it's it's a it's a thing <laughs> that on paper somebody might scratch their heads and say, how does something like this work? But after listening to a couple episodes and even watching some of the YouTube videos of the, of the sports themselves, I get it. And it's, it's compelling and it's hard to stop watching.
14: Yeah. Thank you. And, um, I think, uh for me the whole marble sports podcast thing the reason it works is um uh, to pull on one of the cliches from season two sure. is because i commit to the bit you know <laughs> I, get, I get into right. it you know i sit there and i'm like and i rave about the savage speeders which is a team from uh the, the big league uh-huh. you know about that how you know how they're training in the off season even though they're glass spheres and how they're you know working hard they're they were you know in the recent race they were very good at you know moving their way up the the ranks and drafting behind other marbles so like p- putting that whole pretend world out there where i turn it from just marbles racing to like oh wow this is a sport that's just, that's equal in in you know skill required and and suspense as like i don't know anything like football or baseball so
1: it seems like once you commit to the idea of all right it's marble sports then the excitement is the genuine part of it <laughs> now you know with COVID times, is there are they practicing in a bubble so that they're not bringing in uh, COVID from anywhere else?
14: Believe it or not, the, uh, the channel, uh, the one channel, at least, Jell's Marble Runs, the biggest yeah. channel, they do mention sometimes <laughs> in their videos that all the marbles are being safe. They had a couple <laughs> of videos where the marbles were distanced, like extra Lego blocks apart. It's, nice. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, actually. <laughs> There's been some fan art of that. Yeah, There's definitely sure. been fan art of that. Great.
1: Well, uh, Brandon, this has been great, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys put together tomorrow uh, and, and talking with you again on Monday when we have the, uh, the judging show. I'm excited thank you uh, for having me on absolutely good luck now let's hear from the team one more time before they finish well, nice. guys i
12: gotta bounce but um okay. i'm really, really excited i'm glad i i'm glad i'm on your team yeah this seems like cool i was like this seems kind of cool is it just me that's why i had to ask like how does everybody else feel no yeah, I, I our team is stacked i'm,
14: I'm yes. I am really happy with this. our team yeah
13: yeah Nah, this would be good. All
14: right.
13: Yeah, that's I, huge.
14: Editing is not my strong suit, but hey, you know what?
13: Right. About, my my issue with editing is that, um, and, and this is something that uh, that's big in actually the makerspace because it's something that every maker kind of struggles with. Is uh, perfect is the enemy of finished. This is three wizards. I'm Vincent.
14: I'm Dusty. I'm Brendan.
13: And a muggle. And I'm Eliza.
14: Today's episode is extra special because it is, drumroll please, our 100th episode! We are so excited to celebrate with you. Let's kick things off by hearing from our favorite people, you.
7: When working on podcasts, it's hard to be too picky with the audio or the audio sources you're given. Noise is one of the most prevalent issues that I deal with. This is why I use the Waves NS1. It's a simple one slider tool that makes noise suppression really, really easy. The NS1 is one of the first tools I put in my effects chain. For something this useful to be this easy makes working with it a dream. And when you need to work quickly, this is my first choice in noise reduction. The NS-1 is part of the Audio Creator Suite. It's also available as a standalone unit. There is a link in the show notes that will lead you to Waves, where you can get more information on the NS-1 for yourself and find the best price available for one and start using it in your own podcasting mixes. Follow the link, go to waves.com, look for the NS-1.
1: Hey, Brian been here for Rogue Amoeba's Ultimate Podcast Bundle. Listen, do you ever say no to the question, would you like fries with that? No, and you can tell from looking at me that I don't either. Give me the DVD with no bonus features, please. Yeah, I've never said that either. Well, if you love bundles like I do rogue amoeba has the bundle for you the ultimate podcast bundle it comes with audio hijack which is your do-it-all recording software it also includes loopback which you can use to route audio from one application to another You get Fission, your perfect, simple audio editing solution, and you get Farago, the soundboard that you need to pipe in sounds to your podcast. Each of those are the perfect solution for your podcasting needs, and it's cheaper to buy them all together than to buy them individually. And right now, Rogue Amoeba wants to sweeten the deal. Use the code Topcast to save 20% off the Ultimate Podcast Bundle. Get all four of those products, Audio Hijack, Loopback, Fission, and Farago. Or if you only need one or two of those, you can use that same code, TOPCAST20, to save 20% off of just the ones you need. That code again, TOPCAST20. Visit Rogamiba.com to learn more.
7: I have been editing and producing podcasts since 2013. I started on Audacity, I moved to GarageBand, and then I moved to Logic Pro. Each step added a complexity, but it also added power. I worked to learn the keyboard shortcuts. I worked to learn the steps that would I would use most often. Committed them to muscle memory. I would often dig through pull-down menus to get the work I needed done. But as I started working on more and more shows, I was getting behind and feeling overwhelmed. I started looking for something to speed up my work. After looking at various options, I found the Contour Shuttles. With this one tool, I was able to cut my editing time down drastically, speed up my workflow incredibly. I programmed the buttons with the keystrokes that I used most often, programmed the shuttle wheels to do the functions I needed as as an editor and producer. When I'm working, I have one hand on the shuttle and the other hand on the trackpad or on the mouse. The Contour Shuttle Pro V2 is probably one of the most invaluable tools I have purchased as a podcaster short of my computer and mic. It makes the work faster, easier, and far more intuitive than it ever has been. Go to contourdesign.com. Follow the link in the show notes to get more information on these tools. And I would like to thank Contour Design for providing a Contour Shuttle V2 for the winner and a Contour Shuttle Express for the second place uh, finisher of this competition.
1: Now that we've heard the team's journeys, all that's left to do is find out what the judges thought and who came out on top, as well as who will be going home. So let's get a quick recap from our podcast coach, Tom Merritt, and see what he's thinking about the teams.
6: So these teams are all fun. Uh, They're all going to do good stuff. Uh, The introductory episode is is kind of easy because you're not going to get judged on the concept, but kind of hard because everybody's doing introductions and you're trying to figure out how to make it interesting. Uh, Two of them did the safe choice, which is the email episode, but I thought Connect Four was interesting that they didn't. They went for uh, a concept, which I think is harder, because if you go for a non-mailbag type concept where you're not technically introducing yourself, you really have to work harder to introduce, but I thought their idea was very clever using a look back at jurors. I think it's going to be a little clunky that one of them isn't the juror, uh, but hopefully they'll figure it out. Uh, This is a could blow the judges away, could totally flop uh, all depends on the execution, which they all do, but this one in particular, um, I thought the Blue Fan Group's uh, idea of mixing it up so that it wasn't just all emails. Uh, it was also rapid fire, gave them some flexibility to do some really creative stuff uh, where they can they can naturally bring in a lot of production elements. Uh, they can you know spike the questions easier with their rapid fire if they can't figure out how to work it into a, a natural sounding email. Uh, I just I, I got the sense that none of them are really inspired by their own idea necessarily and so i'm i'm hoping that that's just you know one of those like hey, i mean, we've been working on this for for all day and, and we're tired of thinking about it and when they come back at it fresh uh they're gonna kill it because i didn't realize that till i talked to the makers the makers were all chatting and, and laughing and and love their idea and they have the simplest of the idea they're just gonna do a q or, or any or a mailbag Uh, What I think gives the makers the advantage over these other two teams is even though they're doing the simplest, safest idea, they are doing what you have to do when you do a simple, safe idea, which is figuring out where to push it. They were asking the right questions of how much world building should we do? And even sh- pointing out, like, well, it's not all going to be Q&A. We're going to have some emails that just say stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's brilliant, of course, because that happens in real life. And that gives you a chance to say, like, I love that uh, this person uh, is, is excellent on the mic, uh, has a great voice gives them a real chance uh to to add that with all three teams i really wanted to impress on them that this is their chance to sell themselves to the judges it's not just hey here's who we are it's hey judges this is why you should be paying attention to me this is this is why i'm going to win this competition uh and they all got that and and i think they're all going to incorporate that in various ways and i can't wait to see what they come up with
1: Tonight on the show, we're going to get our first chance with our judges. As a matter of fact, let's introduce them now. You've heard him on Night Attack, Weird Things, Politics, 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 as well as his brilliant documentary podcast, Raise the Dead. It's Justin Robert Young. Hello, it's great to be back, friends. It's good to have you back.
16: Oh, it's a pleasure.
1: (laughs) She's an award-winning writer and producer who has worked not just in podcasting, but also in television, radio, and other digital media. The founder of Infinite Gain, Jenny Josephson.
17: Wow, I don't know who that is, but she sounds impressive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've got to live up to that now. (laughs) And he's the man behind the Frog Pants Network, the host of The Instance, Core, There Will Be Dungeons, Boop, and my personal favorite, The Morning Stream, which just celebrated its 10th anniversary,
18: Mr. Scott Johnson. Hello, everybody, and and welcome to 10 years of ANTP beginning (laughs) today. No. A uh,
1: a retroactive anniversary. Sometimes it feels like 10 years. Uh, welcome to a brand new season, Judges. It's uh, good to have you guys all back. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled that we're doing this again. Uh, there's
16: always such a great crop of, of, of people. And I will say this, it sounds like there's a lot of diverse, awesome voices here.
1: Uh, so you guys had uh, a chance to listen to the shows. What kinds of things um, were you guys looking for this time around?
18: I knew that there would be more people with existing shows and experience and um that is a that's a game changer that's that's you know that's people coming to the table who have already done a lot of what we're going to be asking them to do expectations are a little bit higher so for me it's just sort of that next level uh, that I'm looking forward to hearing
1: uh okay well on our last episode we gave the teams the challenge of creating a podcast that introduced us all to the members of their team with one caveat they had to create the hundredth episode of their fictional podcast. Uh, did they succeed? We're going to find out right you're now. You're a lunatic. This is crazy. <laughs> you're crazy. Why would you do this? is like,
16: you're setting all these people up to fail. Like it's so hard to, to, to gel with a bunch of people that you don't know in general. Like it's yeah. hard for people who have done it for a very, very long time. It's even harder to set up a fantasy world in which you have all been together forever And it really blends the line between acting and reacting uh, 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 to do it. So let me just say to everybody, before we go into these judgings, uh, blame this all on Brian (laughs) Ibbott. Because he just sent you on a death mission, and that's why a lot of you died.
1: Let's go ahead and get things started with uh, Team One, who we're now going to call Connect Four. Hello, Connect Four.
4: Hello. Hello.
1: It's good to have you guys here. Uh, Justin's wrong, right? You guys all love each other. You gelled instantly. How is your How is your team dynamic?
5: Oh, I think we hit it off right off the bat.
2: Um, and this time, obviously, don't worry about being on camera. Uh, none of us were prepared.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I'm Michael. Michael. Exactly. Yeah, wow. Michael. I
3: Michael. You know. I sit in this dungeon all day for law school classes. So oh, man. I'm and yeah, we're all on Zoom all day. So I'm just oh. always sitting here ready to go.
5: Um and and meeting these people who are humble and especially Tony who has so much, um, experience and Jen has her own records and Michael is another ball game. So it mm-hmm. was it was all in all a great learning experience. I think we thoroughly enjoyed um, doing just the first week.
1: That's cool. And did you guys, I, I imagine that because of that, because of the different levels of experience, the different backgrounds, um, are you guys already kind of learning from each other, the things that one person might be really good at that they can share with the rest of the team? and.
5: Yep. We know each each one's strengths in a way that at, at first level, uh, maybe... Mm-hmm. Will no furthermore. <laughs> <Come forward.
2: laughs> uh, and I, I couldn't agree with Chetna more. We uh, Tony P here. Well and funny enough, I also agree with with Jury in that uh, it's tough to mm-hmm. make a podcast, especially with three strangers. Uh, I don't I have a hard enough time with people that I do get along with. And and, <laughs> and so, you know, three complete strangers um, was the the part I was the most concerned with we we really hit it off well and we had um a great meet numerous great meetings and it was just a really a really good flow.
1: That's awesome. I love hearing that. All right let's talk about the podcast. Tell me about the concept behind approach the bench.
5: We started with two concept um, on the paper, which is one is kinda around the court case and the second one was around dating and and sort of
4: so, what if we did like some kind of like relationship podcast show and we all met because we all like went through like a breakup of some sorts.
5: But I think eventually we we all said we can do something fun with the court case. We did a lot of brainstorming, and eventually we we finalized on approach the bench, right? Go back to the jury room because that's when the jurors will open up in an essence, what they did. How they did, and all the process behind it, and and bring each of their unique essence into the
17: role
1: all right, well, let's get to the judges here, and we're going to start things off with Jenny.
17: Hi, and hi, team. I just think you are all of you, all three groups, every one of these contestants so optimistic and brave for doing a podcast competition game in the middle of everything that we're going through. What I want you to know is that everything that I and the other judges say to you is really designed to cram as much knowledge and discussion about podcasting as we can into your heads. I think you're all fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, let's talk specifically about connect Four group. Um, I thought this was the most creative choice. I thought you committed Obviously not everyone in your group is as well versed in the law and in jury outcomes.
3: That sounds right. I haven't taken a <laughs> criminal procedure yet. So.
17: And as a journalist, I covered a lot of trials and I've spoken to a lot of jurors. And so there were like a few tiny inconsistencies that if you were really doing this as a podcast, I think um, the most legally savvy amongst you would go back and say, okay, I think we need to redo this and make this make a little more sense when you have to do a layered podcast where it is not just a direct, I talk to you, you talk to me, we talk about a thing and that's done, but there's either a fictional element or a rule, a game with rules, which is essentially what this assignment was. You have to stick to those rules and you did it and you did it creatively. I love the acrobatics that you did to make sure everybody knew that you were legally allowed to be on a jury in Columbus, Ohio? Like...
3: I'm a first-year law student living in Columbus, Ohio.
17: At the time of
5: the case, I was living with my uncle's family in Columbus, Ohio.
2: You know, first off, I live in Columbus, Georgia. It gets mixed up all the time, but I, I didn't think the state would do it.
4: And I had temporarily switched our mailing address to my mother-in-law's when I realized that I had been called to jury duty.
16: I hated that. I hated the Columbus thing (laughs) Uh, to be totally honest. I don't care where you are unless it very much affects what your product is going to be. If it is, if it is a, a key element of the kind of content you're going to put out, then it matters. So in a case like this, where you have to do something that is very themed but this is again. I am going to blame Ibit for this because it's an it's an impossible thing where we're we're. This is like the Kobayashi Maru. Like, there is no <laughs> way to do it perfect. So, I, I thought this was uh, uh, well done as a way to get out there. I think it showcased your diverse uh, uh, speaking styles and and who you were. Uh, it, it made the show. It made every time that we learned about you about something that was different than the others. So by and large, I liked it except for the fact that Brian Abbott is
18: a lunatic. (laughs) Scott. Well, uh, I liked this one the best. And I think my reasons were, well, there are a few reasons. Um, all of these required us to park our brains at the door and try to not think about the idea that, you know, that everybody's known each other for a hundred episodes already. Um, or that, you know, that it's all come to this. And what I liked about what you guys did is you said, all right, we could do, uh, you know, a roundtable where we tried to act like we all know each other real well. And we've been talking like this forever. And this is just episode 100 of that panel show. Here we are roundtable and you going for it. And that's not what you did. Instead, you did something I think that was a little daring. And I really admired that. Um, I thought that was awesome. I really like the cadence. I think the voices are great. Everybody talking sounded great. Your your sound quality was better than anybody else's this week. Michael has a has a natural. Oh my gosh, this guy does this voice. Welcome back to
3: Approach the Bench, the show for legal nerds and casual court watchers. And
18: it. It ne- I never once went, oh, well, whew, can't wait to be done with the guy who's announcing everything. Move on. <laughs> That's
4: why we picked him.
18: <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, Connect four, go ahead and uh, uh, sit back down. And now we're going to pull up the blue fan group. Welcome, guys. Hello. Tell me about the concept behind Nerd Pop i think we came up with the the
8: topic last monday i i guess we went in the opposite direction of of group one that as mm-hmm. we're learning now where we were like okay well let's not stress about the concept let's take a concept that everyone knows right comics like pop culture e podcast like you know immediately what that sounds like so yeah. that way we don't have to ask a listener or, or any of the judges or anyone listening to it to like figure out what we're doing we don't have to really explain this week we're doing a mailbag and you like we're in we have the remaining you know nine minutes and 45 nine minutes and 30 seconds left
1: um i also like how um when you guys were talking in the show about your favorite podcasts
9: Okay, next question, what is your favorite podcast that is obviously not your own podcast audience?
1: None of you decided to play right into the judges by naming shows that they do? Um you, there's you there's heard. a part there's that I cut.
8: Yeah, there there is that question <laughs> is longer and and Nikki doesn't just end it where I ended it, but she says like excluding frog pants and oh. like all the other I cut okay. it for time.
1: How long was the uh before you did the editing down, how long was the <laughs> It was like uh,
18: 30. Sure. It was like
1: 30, 37 or 38 minutes.
18: Right.
8: <laughs> so I, I, had a, I, as the editor, I was cutting it. I, I, we cut, you know, the bad stuff and then we cut the kind of good stuff and then we started cutting stuff we liked.
9: Yeah. Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> you were doing the editing. Was that a hard thing to do to get the, um, to figure out what was, uh, what was gold and maybe what was removable?
8: Yeah, but at a certain point, like kill your darlings, right? Like I don't know. Like we had to get it down to ten. We, I had thirty-eight yeah. minutes. Uh, I mean, I mean, there were there was like a voicemail segment that we did that did not. Oh, is really? Is nowhere well, in there?
1: Yeah. That'll so just like, be the deleted scenes cut, the director's cut. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Audie did an accent. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, let's get to uh, the reviews from our judges. Let's start this time with Justin. So obviously, as you guys mentioned, it was it
16: was a lazy premise, but. Uh, I thought that by far you guys had the best chemistry.
8: I, I really feel like Superman would feel obligated to clean my house for me. So, <laughs> Superman.
9: I hope he wears an apron while he does it. Yeah, I'll, I had the
11: same picture <laughs> in my head, Superman and an apron.
9: <laughs> I totally picked Poison Ivy so she could take care of all my house plants and bring them back to life.
16: My, my biggest thing, and and this is... a a general thing for all of you guys, as you go forward in this competition is ask questions that can't be answered in two words. What's your favorite comic book? Oh, this one about Harley Quinn and, and poison Ivy. And, and it's like a little thing there. Okay. Well, unless I'm going out to go buy a comic book right now, I would still like to know you better by way of understanding your love for that kind of comic or other comics that it reminded you of or the kind of story it is. Is it, is it a revenge story? Is it, a, 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 is it great for the world building or the art? The best version of a panel is where a simple question leads to a good conversation, which leads to a better conversation, which leads to a legendary conversation. You weren't asking the questions that get to other questions.
18: Uh, Scott. Okay. Okay. There were two shows that were portrayed as regular sort of roundtable shows. This feels like the show where you guys would have gone, that you would have done a hundred shows together. I bought the idea that you could have been sitting around this virtual table for that long. So well done on that front. Quality was iffy for me, sound wise. Uh, I thought a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, a little too much crosstalk, but that's, again, to be expected with something like this. Uh, you made me interested in the comic that was mentioned. Um, the one about uh, Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy.
9: Basically, it's everything you could ever wanted if Harley Quinn was raised by drag queens and uh, Poison Ivy is an inner city kid with a like urban garden and it kicks ass.
18: That actually had me interested in that comic. And then something happened on your show that happens on lots of shows. A lot of times what will happen is you'll say a thing, get super stoked about it, and then forget to tell us what it was at the end. Because a lot of times, what'll happen is your listeners aren't necessarily distracted, but they maybe didn't hear it the first time. And I was like, "What did they say? Did they? What was the name of that?" And I had to like rewind it, and it was all one of those moments where I was like, "That's the thing they could have done better." Um, also, I just want to say I think Nikki is really a compelling host, and that stood out for me. Something about the uh, the banter there and the uh, kind of quick fire way the latter half of the show was handled that I really clombed onto. I liked that a lot
17: uh jenny so two mailbag episodes uh as many of you know from being expert podcasters a podcast has many layers it has your voices it has music it has sound effects and i think this is something that i'm super surprised that not one group thought about if this is a hundredth episode if you are going to believe that this truly is and play that game why did no one record fake previous episodes and cut them in we actually We had planned that in our timing to do like a mashup and a kind of a rewind,
9: but of course we cut it for time. So we
8: had talked about doing like, like initially, like before we even got to mailbag had talked about like a clip show kind of thing. Like that was in discussion. We just ended up not going with it.
17: Yeah. I would (laughs) say like, um, just follow your instinct. That's the hardest thing to do. If you possibly can do Uh try it, you can always not use it. Right. But just just as a general rule for everybody, if you thought of something complicated and hard and you think you can pull it off, do it because there's there's the only failure is in playing it safe. Yeah,
16: Make it special. Yeah. Like, like podcasting is an everyone can do it medium. So the only thing you have is standing out.
1: Excellent. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you, Blue Fan Group. Now let's move over to the makers. Welcome, makers. Hello. Hello. How's your team? Uh, the working together going for your team? Did you guys gel really quickly?
14: Yeah, I think I think we all work pretty well together. We we are all the kind of people who seem to have a lot of ideas, but is but also be open to kind of changing our ideas depending on what other people are looking for. So we were just all talking. We talked for like a half hour. to broke out an idea, and then all of a sudden two hours more passed, and we're like wow hmm. it's like almost midnight and we're still <laughs> all right i might get going then so um yeah I guess we'll no we tomorrow. i'm assuming right
13: yeah because we're now at one hour 38 minutes po- you
14: have- when you get when you get three podcasters four podcasters together it's
1: never right? ending it's, it's never <laughs> ending
14: i think we really hit it off
1: um did you guys run into any uh technical issues this week i mean i'm assuming everything went smoothly
15: dropbox was good no no technical issues no, there were uh, there were some technical issues. I would say that was probably the thing that made it hardest for us. We recorded 90 minutes of content for a 10-minute podcast. <laughs> Holy cow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we just, uh, I don't know. Uh, there were a few things about our approach and just, you know, we were just having so much fun talking to each other that, you know, <laughs> things kind of got away from us. And then that really came back to bite us in the edit because there were a lot of bits that referred to previous bits. And so if we were going to cut one, we would have to cut the other. Um, Tell me the, the concept behind three wizards and a muggle.
13: Uh so the podcast series is is you know basically uh you know three huge Harry Potter fans and uh one not huge Harry Potter fan <laughs> who basically just you know go through the the Potterverse and uh you know geek out on the
1: movies on the books on the side projects. All right, well let's get into uh the reviews. This time we're going to start with Scott.
18: Okay. So my biggest complaint was the sound quality was iffy. Um a lot of crosstalk some kind of squelching effect that kind of that's <laughs> yes yeah basically
12: garage. And, uh, garage.
18: <laughs> minor quibble given the technology we all have to deal with but something that uh, definitely stood out to me the one thing i didn't get from it was so much that this was a podcast about really hardcore harry potter fans as much as it was And maybe this is by design, but hey, we hit 100 of these, and now we get to sit around and talk about some of the other cool stuff we like. And so my feeling of like, well, what do I really know about their Potter uh, nerd level? It was hard for me to tell. Um, If I
13: could just say, I I think a lot of that came down with how much we had to edit out of the show because there was a solid... <clears throat> 60 minutes of
15: <laughs> hardcore potter nerding out i'll just link you the full length recording and uh, and you can enjoy our deep dives i mean that was the thing we had we had a question that was two minutes long yeah. to say nothing of the answer
1: <laughs> right very good
15: all right thanks scott uh moving over to jenny
17: hi hi everybody i love harry potter too What's the one line you say about your podcast, which is uh, the one thing you've been saying for 100 episodes, which is like, this is three wizards and a muggle, which is the Harry Potterist Harry Potter Potter cast in the Potter verse. <laughs> That's a terrible version of it. But once you've gotten to 100 episodes, that has evolved. It's become an in-joke. People get tired of it. They want you to say something new. Like there's all sorts of layering there that you can play with. Like, There's a lot to play with in 100th episode. Someone said three whiz and a mug.
15: Dear three whiz in a mug. Oh, I love it.
17: That's a thing that a a consistent fan base would have called you. And so I really liked that. I have done a podcast where I have two hosts who love to talk and go long, and then I have to cut them down. Uh, 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 And it's terrible. So the way we got around that, because they always get mad. Somebody always gets mad and is like, "Uh, I want you to keep that part. And then you're like, but it, it makes it hard to edit. So a little more organization about the topics ahead of time will save you that agony. Another layer of your podcast is the introduction music. And I thought that it was inconsistent. Like it was too fast up and too fast down. There's always a choice about how much music you have before you start talking over it. And I would say um, the
16: more professional the podcast, the longer the fade out. Like make it comically long you really want to go for radio lab minute and a half fade out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's it, no. it, it for, for whatever reason, uh, when you are working on this and I don't know whether they teach you this in, in radio production school or something, but like when you're doing this as an amateur, that is a thing that looks weird when you're staring at it in audition or garage band or whatever. But I'm telling you super slow up. Super slow down. Uh, That being said, I hated your podcast. (laughs) Uh, Ultimately, what we got was all the charmless elements of a panel show. Banter that didn't lead to other things. It didn't meet the theme. And it didn't make me learn anything more about you guys. The show is never about the topic. It's about you. It's about you guys interacting. So if somebody listens, they're not really listening to a thing about Harry Potter. They like Harry Potter, but they probably know the news already. They want you to talk about it. They want fully formed
1: personalities to uh, uh, debate it. Thank you, Makers. Uh, We'll come back. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, our top team this week. Connect Four. Well done. Approach the Bench was our top podcast this week.
4: Okay. All right. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Is there one piece of advice, judges, something that they did right that is a good lesson for future episodes for all of our teams?
18: To me, it was it, conceptually they just decided to take it in a place that's not normal. Like, they, they decided to not just do what I think is generally the lazier, easier thing to do. Not that the other teams are lazy. I don't mean it that way. These guys took a very different road, and I think it paid off for them. I mean, was it perfect? No. But what is in the first week of competition? But man, they sure nailed a lot of the aesthetics that I like about a good show. Congratulations, Connect 4.
1: Now the tough part. Uh, I have to announce a, a losing team for the week. And you know, it may sound, just from from the reviews we heard, it may sound obvious, but I do want to say this, that it was a lot closer, the three teams' scores were a lot closer than the reviews may have made it sound. So I, I want to um, congratulate on th- all three of you on doing uh, a good enough job to make it this close, and I really appreciate that. Um, our losing team this week is... The Makers... With uh, three wizards and a muggle, Uh, sorry, guys. So, what judges? What was was it? The fact that um, you know, if this were a challenge of a ninety-minute podcast, maybe that they would have done fine. Is it? Did it come down to having to edit it down from ninety to ten minutes? Is when you get something at that point, do you just re-record and and shoot for ten minutes? Mm
17: -hmm. Just in that case, I would just basically say we're literally only going to talk about. Harry Potter. We are going to not do these emails and we're just going to talk for 10 minutes and get out. And it probably would have been a more authentic, more interesting discussion uh, just to take a 10-minute snapshot.
18: What you did is you performed a really great warm-up. Those are important. You're not really doing podcasts on this show.
16: You're doing little mini demos of podcasts. Mm -hmm. So like, would this have been a great 90-minute show? I actually don't think so from what I heard. It would Mm -hmm. not have been better as 90 minutes you know, part of it is stuff that you guys can't control. It's really hard to get chemistry. Ultimately, this competition is about making short form shows. And so I would say for you guys, it would have been a better use of that 90 minutes to do nine, 10 minute versions that each got better than doing a 90 minute thing and trying to edit it down.
1: Yep. Mm. Well, good. Yeah. Very good. All right in the past we've announced who's going home uh right away but the judges and i are going to mute and pop over to another for discussion and um and we'll come back in just a couple minutes
16: uh, uh all right who do we axe who goes
1: home uh, well so you've but got but brendan Brenton, eliza J- uh, dusty and vincent All I know is that they all take credit for the concept.
16: Mm -hmm. Uh, Eliza was writing... Dusty was writing, editing, and Vincent was writing, editing, music selection, and editing. My, my default is fire the person who wore the least hats.
18: <laughs> yeah, I, my, that's kind of where I'm at. The only real differentiating voice for me was Eliza, and I really liked her, and she's she seems like somebody that could go far, so I really don't want to have her on that list. Somebody on this group talked a ton, mm-hmm. maybe too much, and I don't. So I'm, I lean toward Brendan just because, again, if that's the basic concept and that's all you contributed other than you know, you were on it. All right.
1: So as it, as it is every season and I say it every season, I say it every episode, it's really, really hard to let somebody go from this competition. The judges have discussed it and I'm sorry to say, Brendan, you're going to be leaving the competition tonight. Um, What it came down to for them was the concept. They felt like the concept was the, was the difficult aspect of this and wearing the the basically the least number of hats involved in producing the show um, it came down to your role was concept so I'm so sorry Brendan
14: no that's alright I understand um, not feeling great but uh, it is what it is right someone oh. has to lose alright let's start talking about next
1: week You know, many podcasts make it their mission to take an incident, a concept, or an event and convey the details to an audience so that it might better understand what happened. If you look at shows like Serial, Radiolab, and even our very own Justin's Raise the Dead, uh, that they're good examples of this. Uh, maybe it's a historical event. Maybe it's something from news headlines or something else. Whatever it is, they all tend to share one thing in common. Scripted, very comfortably read storytelling. So, this week's challenge is twofold. You're going to face a storytelling challenge and a script writing challenge, and you need to overcome both of those challenges by making an investigative podcast. You'll need to find a topic, you'll do the research, write up a script for an engaging narrative about your topic, and read that script in a way that sounds natural. So in other words, don't sound like you're reading from a script, like I'm doing right now, and no freeform roundtable discussion. Uh, make it interesting, make it intriguing, but make sure you get right to the point. You've got 10 minutes. As always, you're going to get some coaching and advice from the brilliant Tom Merritt. You'll get that on Wednesday. Uh, He's got a great example. Current Geek Chronicles that he did with uh, Scott Johnson is a great example of scripted storytelling that didn't sound like it was scripted. Now, Connect Four as our winners this week, you're going to get an extra bonus. Uh, Forrest Burgess is one half of the Astonishing Legends podcast. Uh, to learn the secrets of the universe, the things behind the curtain, the information that they don't want you to know, they in quotes. Forrest does research, lots of it, and he weaves it into a compelling story that makes listeners want to stick around. Burgess is going to meet with you tomorrow afternoon to help you refine your concept and turn it into something that will compel your listeners. Judges, uh, what kinds of things are you gonna be looking for this week with storytelling?
17: Beginning, middle, end. Think about it in threes. Beginning, middle, end, and then I will also say write like you talk.
18: And do and that do it in your own voice thing is is amazing uh advice because if you try to do it in somebody else's or you try to read it of somebody else's script, it's gonna feel like it. So even if that means you got to take what somebody else gives you and add your voice to it, um, a good example of this is a lot of the stuff that that uh, Bobby Frankenberger did in his season two run. Um, go look at some of his work, and you'll see what I mean. You can do a lot with your own voice for scripted material, and I'm very excited about this challenge.
16: Uh, reasons why I will shred your podcast next week. You didn't tell me the entire story in the first minute and then spend the next nine explaining further why this very fascinating one minute deserves to be explored.
1: All right, then teams, judges, that's going to do it for this edition of America's Next Top Podcaster. We'll see you guys all next week with your investigative storytelling podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This is Brian Abbott, out.
14: Hello, it's Brendan. But unfortunately, it's time to turn that high into a goodbye. Definitely sucks to be the first one out uh, in the competition, but uh, I definitely was super excited to be even allowed into the competition. I know the uh, the choosing process, the application process was really tough as well. So definitely having the chance to compete and, and learn at least for that one week and, and beyond now all the... Uh, awesome things about podcasting from these professional podcasters and from the people that I work with has just been uh, an awesome experience Um, definitely learned there's a lot more to podcasting than kind of what I have been used to which is just to sit down and record and just each week try to get more and more entertaining Um, the more the uh, editing side of it and the planning side of it and um, the timing side of it is, is really it's really difficult and and uh, more complex to work out, especially knowing that in this competition we had to make a 10-minute episode and we recorded a hour-and-a-half one. Our team did for the first competition an hour-and-a-half of amazing work and then having put in the 10 minutes ended up being not nearly close to amazing and um, there's all those different ins and outs were a lot to learn from. Though uh, I really, um, again, I'm really excited that I was able to, to compete in this, and I wish all the other competitors the best for the next eleven weeks um, as they try to come out on top. And uh, yeah, I uh, I will continue to be passionate about my own work, and that's the only words of wisdom I can I can think to give um, going out week one is to just continue to be passionate. You know, for uh, when you go out there and record your podcast, just. Uh, pretend or even feel like that is the most important thing to talk about any time ever uh, for that uh, however long you record and, and you will at least bring that, that passion and people will notice that whether they know what you're talking about or not in my case most people do not understand the whole marble sports thing that I uh, podcast about but um, uh, they hear the passion and uh, and that's, uh, that's what stands out to them so yeah so long guys and good luck to all the other competitors.
19: Thank you for listening to America's Next Top Podcaster. This show brought to you by the lovely team headed by your host, Brian Ibbott. Follow Brian at Coverville on Twitter. Hammond Chamberlain as our executive producer. Follow Hammond at J Hammond C. Bobby Frankenberger as our producer. Follow Bobby at GM Funky Town. Lady Monica Stone as social media and community manager. Follow Monica at wickedkitten 13. Alex Elbisu as our contestant interviewer and Patreon manager. Follow Alex at Alex Elbisu, And I'm Gidget Von LaRue from Season 1. And you can follow me at Gidget Von LaRue. Consider becoming a patron of the show by going to patreon.com forward slash top podcaster. Make sure to follow the show at podcastingidol.com. And visit our website at America's dot com for everything else.